Wednesday around these parts, all parts. It's Wednesday. Well, actually, that's not true. It's not true. It's <laughs> evening here. It's, it's the next day elsewhere. But it's Wednesday. I'm Drew Berkowitz. This is my show. Dan, glad to be with you. Couple quick announcements. We let people know over on Booze and Banter on Locals last night, which, by the way, you should sign up for. It's drewberkwist.locals.com. That's where we do the pre show tailgate, 5 p.m. to uh, whenever. Sometimes 5.45, sometimes right up to the show. But we hang out, we have some drinks together, we talk through some stories that we're not going to get to on the show and or preview some stories we're going to get to on the show. Just kind of depends on the day. But that's over on Locals. You can use promo code Drew30. You can see it on the screen there. It's mashed together, Drew30 to get a free month check it out you get an annual uh you get you get excuse me not an annual you get access to booze and banter you get automatic entry into contest commemorative challenge coin other premium content so go check it out uh we've had fun tinkering with it um during this month of december it has been fun it has been i love tinkering who doesn't love tinkering <laughs> hey neil just keep tinkering over there i love <laughs> love the tools love neil yeah Good guy. We haven't. We don't actually know who he is, but oh, we have. We know a Neil. We, that's true. Yeah. We do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's not American. Well, he's an American citizen. Yeah. So he says. <laughs> so he's <laughs> you gullible bastard. I mean, he's originally from Puerto Rico. Yeah. And then he's, but he's an American citizen. I thought he was Red Dot Indian. No. no. Neil. I don't even know who we're talking about. Neil. At this point. <laughs> I literally forgot. He did camera stuff for us in California when we were doing OAN. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. He's a great camera operator, director of photography, great friend of mine. Awesome. Now I remember who we're talking yeah. about. Okay. <laughs> Good. I was really like, what other Neil do you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay. You can know other Neils. I, I literally was just kind of going with some things there. Oh, you thought I was joking. Gotcha. No, 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 oh, no okay. I, I could tell you were being real. Oh. And then I was like, now I don't remember who we're talking about. I only know two Neils. And one of the Neils that I know, his actual real name is Cornelius. Mm. And he's the only Cornelius I know. Cornelius from the old cartoon? <laughs> no, Cornelius. I love how <laughs> people are here. Like this this is like an old uh this is like an old book in the Bible. Yeah. And and Cornelius, who's son of it's <laughs> just like what is happening? So okay. The Neil that I know, good friend, I've celebrated like 10 birthdays with him. Still don't know his age, and he won't tell me. That's weird. And it's like... So it, how much of a friend really is he? Well, it's it, it, he's just... He wants me to figure it out. It's been 10 years now, still yet to... Don't, don't spoil it. Just let him be like however old you want him to... But why do dudes do that? Like, I, I don't really understand why chicks do it either, but... It was, it was the first time it ever happened. We were like out, out to dinner. And it was just like, hey, man, how old are you turning? He's like, we said it earlier tonight. I'm like, no, you didn't. He's like, mm, you're going to have to figure that one out. And now it's 10 years later. I do know somebody named Corinthian Green. And I always thought Ooh. that sounded like a color swatch. Doesn't it? Do you have any more of that Corinthian Green back there? Yes. Exactly. Let me get it. <laughs> so far off track. So fast. We're only five minutes in. We're fine. We're, we're, we're good. We're good. Uh, <coughs> I mean, we better. We, we should laugh now and, and get the, get it out of the way. That's with true. The story's coming. That's true. I mean, we're, yeah, we're, we're gonna get into the news crews and then it's just all downhill from there. Before we do that, was telling where I started until we got on the Neil. Until we got thing. on the Neil thing, which granted, I took us to wait. I know the three Neils. Three. Okay. Uh, as I was saying, <laughs> as I was saying, we we're gonna have no show today. Last night. Uh, this is our last week of programming for 2023. 
We're going on admin break next week. Admin stuff in, in the studio, doing some retooling, doing some stuff. It's the only time of year we really get to do it. We do a little bit over summer. But that's going to be next week. The following week is Christmas week. The, the you know Everyone's going to be with their families, and it's kind of a, a, a dead week. I know there's some people who keep doing shows. We're just not. That's just not how we rock it. We want to spend time with our family during this special time of year. Then we're back, January 2nd. So the next two weeks off – There'll probably be some content coming out in there, but next two weeks off uh, and then back January 2nd, full steam ahead in 2024. So just remember that there is, there, there, you know, booze and banter this week, the show this week, all that's the same uh, through tomorrow. Tomorrow will be, of course, meme-tastic and, and absurdity and all sorts of other stuff. We'll see what other trouble Tom can get us into. Yes, uh, I, I like how you're being coy with the audience about how we need to take some time and do some admin things around here when we're actually, truth be told, we've built a time machine. Yes. And we're testing it next week. Yes. Wait a <laughs> Let the cat out of the bag there, Tom. Spoiled it. Hashtag spoiler. Uh <clears throat> So you've been, uh, I'll tell you again tomorrow, you've been told. Uh, let's get into the show today. Let's get into the news, Chris. So lots to cover, lots to cover. I want to start with this. This is not one of the assets. This, this came out this, this afternoon on social media, or I don't know when it came out. I saw it in the afternoon on social media, but U.S. Supreme Court says that it will hear an appeal that could overturn Capitol riot charges against hundreds of individuals, including Trump. Could be good. Including the ones that are already serving time. Could be good. Maybe. Okay. All right. I don't know that it'll go anywhere. But people, people are excited. People like to get excited. It's the holidays. I don't know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> you really got <laughs> laid got into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so there's, there's people who are excited about it. There's people saying, okay, this could be great. And by all accounts, it could be. It, yeah. It could be. It, it could be. It would be justified if it was. But it, this goes back to the, the disappointment factor that the government's playing. The government is playing with everybody. This is all just one huge psyop that's happening. Right. And it's to raise everybody's hopes and then crush them again. And the idea is never to raise your hopes ever again about anything because it will be dashed. It is a way to get everybody conditioned into hopelessness. Such a uplifting message right merry, the merry christmas everybody <laughs> yeah first story not even really a story just reading a line that popped up on twitter and tom just shot his load right in your face uh, that was sorry. a very uh, descriptive uh word there. Yeah, yeah. i didn't i didn't even mean it for but it the best way. way to get around that is to be as positive and upbeat singing as loud for all to hear exactly yeah. and that's why you know i don't know if you guys have noticed but i've noticed there's been a lot of people like really leaning into Christmas this year with decorations. And Hell yeah, you have to. And yeah, and I've always felt like when times get really tough, people like hold on to something that brings them joy and happiness. And yeah. I think for a lot of people who may not have enough, you know, that much money for Christmas presents for their kids this year, or you know, going on trips or whatever, that they're really trying to lean into the whole Christmas spirit and trying to get back what you know the whole holiday means. I hope so. I mean, that, that we decorated earlier this year, as I told you back then, just because of all the stuff that's going on in the world. It's like you know what, 
I'm going to soak up, and we've got crazy stuff happening in this in the industry and in the in our business even, and it's like I'm just going to soak up. That's all you can do in anything, right? You can you can get crushed by everything that's going on. Wars on the horizon. The guy that we're going to talk about next, Biden, who is just destroying everything. All of that stuff. Or you can you can lean into God and you can lean into the gifts He's given you, like your family and your friends, and and soak it up and soak up the holidays. There's no better time of year than now to to soak all that up. So uh, that's that's kind of what I've done myself for sure. I don't know why I just pulled my hat down that far, but you know, before I know we've already played the news crew's bump, but what's that sweater you got on right now? The sweater. S- sweater. It's not a sweater. The hoodie. It's a hoodie. It's well, it says I. It says. Be safe, be smart, be free. Oh, check oh. that out. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I've heard that from somewhere before. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, there's this show out there that Big Tech hates, uh, and the guy says it at the end of every episode. Um, oh, I thought the Harvard professor put that in her doctoral thesis. <laughs> <laughs> she probably did. I mean, she plagiarized everything. Why yeah, not? why not this? And in closing, be safe. Be smart. <laughs> As I always say, be safe. Be smart. <laughs> What's her name? Claudia. Claudia Gay. Yes, very gay. Well, um, which is great. You know what? She's taught there now. People are looking into the nuance of plagiarism, where it might be an actual construct of systemic racism in the United States. Shut the front door. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Here's the deal. Plagiarism <laughs> is going to go through the roof because of AI. Yes. It already has. I mean, it already has. But, like, honestly, I'm not—first of all, most schooling doesn't matter. Some of you academics are like, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Stop it. Unless you're in a couple career tracks, then it does. But If you actually have to take a knife and, to cut, and cut into somebody, it matters. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. There's, there's things where it for sure does. If you're, if you're a, a, you know, you don't necessarily go to regular school for that, but you're a pilot, whatever. Things, things where people's lives are in your hands, yes, it matters. Please study hard and, and do the right things. The rest of it, it just doesn't. So... Dude, bro, just have AI write your damn paper. And right now, there's a big thing where they're saying <clears throat> those AI like written papers doesn't count as plagiarism because it is original and it cannot be recreated. Even if it, you were to type in the plagiarism. exact same stuff, yeah. it would not write the same paper. Is it lazy? Yes. yes. Innovative? Yes. Give you more time for Xbox or partying with your friends? Yes. You make the right decision. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that was a good wink, by the way. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I could fight that temptation because, especially if you're an athlete these days, like, am I here to play football or, or school? You're here to do both. Just make sure that you're eligible and prioritize football. Okay, cool. Got it. Can you pay this uh, $40 fee a month for this AI thing? I'll spew out all the stuff you need. Yeah. Uh, to me, what I think where the hard part is, is, you know, the juniors, seniors, sophomores, the ones that have already kind of showed how well they actually or how bad they write. Are now, if they're using AI now, like, well, like overnight, like, he became oh. really good. <laughs> like, he could barely write his name last <laughs> week. And now, you know, he's talking about the, you know, the, the hidden meanings of Shakespearean <laughs> literature. <laughs> but these freshmen that are coming in next year, man, those colleges have no idea what they write like or don't write like. So go for it. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Have some fun. Well, and then, you know, here's the thing. 
there's going to be a professor who calls you in like, you know, Tom, Disco, whoever. Uh, this doesn't sound like something you would say. That's to racist. Which, to which point, yeah, you say, you racist <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. You're a xenophobe. You bigot. You're, you're a bunch of things that I can't even pronounce because, no, I didn't write this paper, but you're challenging me and you're, you're triggering me. I'm at a loss for words of what to say to you. I'm going to flip this shit back around on you. I'm suing your ass. Yes. I'm calling Alexander Hamilton right now. <laughs> I'm going to top in my time machine. Top in your time machine? <laughs> top. Hop. 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 Okay. Top, top man. Hop on pop. Yeah. This has been a weird episode. Let's get to this first story, shall we? <laughs> so the, the 51st governor of the United States of America, Vladimir Zelensky, was in country yesterday meeting at the white house with joe biden here here was a scene where you've got biden saying we're giving you 200 million dollars more take a listen i've just signed another 200 million dollar drawdown for the department of defense for ukraine and that'll be coming quickly thank you thank you not so fast not so fast my friends Biden says that, but there was a lot of debate up in D.C. yesterday. Were you paying attention to this? Yes, and it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> that's true. Merry that's Christmas, true. everybody. You got to build to Tom that. is full Sorry. of cheer today. <laughs> yes. After, you know what? I am going uh, next. After I get done with this thought right here, I'm going to the bar and pouring myself a drink. So I'll okay. slide into like a little. Do we all pour drinks? Juicier mood. I did right away. <laughs> <laughs> we came. We came from the bar. I decided just to keep the bar going here. By the way, on the stand down, I want to figure out something because I have like 84 Yetis. I literally have one. Well, you need, have you need a right? bigger desk. I, yeah, I need. I need like. Okay, a I got drink you. Station. You know, Stanleys are the new trend now. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Not Yetis. You're way behind the curve. I'm so far behind. <laughs> I, I was being told about it, honey. We need to think about doing that and adding that to the list because they're all all the rave. Actually, I didn't hear that they were all the rave yet. I'm like, what is a Stanley? My wife is telling me, like. I don't get it. It's the ones you used to have like soup in. They used to, you know, like. Well, I, but I haven't the seen thermos. them. Yeah, the thermos, yeah. yeah. But now, now they are. Apparently, they're all the rage. What size? What color? Yeah. Well, if. Step aside, Yeti. You know. The Yeti had a good run. <laughs> yeah. They did. I'm, I'm, I, and, and Yeti's even made some mistakes over the years, but I'm loyal to Yeti. I like Yeti. You know what I'm loyal to are Tervis tumblers. I got made fun of for the longest time for Tervis tumblers, and finally I've gotten my wife on board with the whole Tervis. Yeah, that's all we have in, in our house now. I just don't like they don't keep things as cold or hot, but they are good. Right, I like them. I like them for Florida because they don't sweat. sweat. No, hundred yeah. uh -huh. percent. We have a ton of them at the house. Yeah, but like, will you do coffee in that too, or just your cold drinks? I like iced coffee. Okay. All right. Well. You're going to fit right in with communists in this country. <laughs> I'm starting already. It was like, you know, my, my godfather, when he was a kid, he wanted to be an Indian, even though that, you know, we're Irish Catholic. And so to practice, this was in Flint, Michigan, he would open up his window in the wintertime and he'd take his pillowcase and he'd put his feet in the pillowcase to practice being an Indian. <laughs> So that's what I've started doing that. I started putting my feet in a pillowcase to practice being a communist. 
Okay. Okay. That's Real, just to try. Just uh, I, I surprise. I'm going to be the one that's trying to get us back on track. What's the thought you were going to do before pouring a drink? What, what was that? I don't know. Does it okay. matter? All right. Okay. okay yeah. So I've turned into a nihilist at that point. <laughs> get, get into the story. I mean, we're 20 minutes in, and we haven't even really scratched the surface on the stories yet. Getting to the story. So Biden's saying we're going to pass 200 million. Then you've got the House led by Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, conservative, uh, who, who's saying no. And there was all this back and forth about the money. <clears throat> We're not doing it until you do something about the border. And here's what Johnson had to say uh, about the funding for Ukraine, saying that we need a little bit more clarity, not just on this, but all the funding that's gone there. Take a listen. Thank you all for being here. Uh, just had a good meeting with President Zelensky. I reiterated to him that we stand with him and against Putin's brutal invasion. Uh, the American people stand for freedom, and they're on the right side of this fight. I have asked the White House since the day that I was handed the gavel as speaker for clarity. We need a clear articulation of the strategy to allow Ukraine to win. And thus far, their responses have been insufficient. They have not provided us the clarity and the detail that we have requested over and over since literally 24 hours after I was handed the gavel as Speaker of the House. And so what the Biden administration seems to be asking for is billions of additional dollars with no appropriate oversight, no clear strategy to win, and, and none of the answers that I think the American people are owed. I have also made very clear from day one that our first condition on any national security supplemental spending package package is about our own national security first. The border is an absolute catastrophe, and this is because of the policies of this White House and this administration. We had 12,000 illegal crossings on one day last week alone, on Wednesday. We have uh, almost now 280 known terrorists that have been apprehended at the border. None of this counts the gotaways. If you add the numbers up, it's almost 7 million people who have been encountered at the border just since President Biden took office and at least 2 million gotaways. This is twice the population of my state of Louisiana. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death for Americans age 18 to 49 in this country. Fentanyl poisoning because it's allowed over the border. We have human trafficking and all the other terrible things. In the last three months, October, November, December alone, we've had more illegal crossings at the border than in any entire year during the Obama administration. The American people see this. They feel it acutely. They see all the terrible societal ills that come from this. And it must be addressed. So I've made this very clear, again, from the very beginning, when I it was handed the gavel, we needed clarity on what we're doing in Ukraine and how we'll have proper oversight of the spending of precious taxpayer dollars and the American citizens. And we needed a transformative change at the border. Thus far, we've gotten neither. Uh, the Senate has been MIA on this. The House passed H.R. 2 six months ago, more than six months ago. It's been sitting and collecting dust on Chuck Schumer's desk. I have told him personally. I've I've told the National Security Advisor, the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Defense that these are our conditions because these are the conditions of the American people. And we are resolute on that. It is not the House's issue right now. The issue is with the White House and the Senate. And I implore them to do their job because the time is urgent and we do want to do the right thing here. With that, So I like it, right? Uh, again, there's been some concerns with efforts slash phrasing all that on the part of mike johnson as of late but this is totally true and and where the house stands on all of this 
you not just not the 200 million drawdown from Biden, but the whole thing writ large is we're not doing anything until you do something for the border. I still disagree with that. I think it should be we're not doing anything, period, end of story, and we're fixing the border. But they're just saying, hey, we're not a lot of them do a lot of them do. They disagree with us on on ukraine and everything that's going on over there but but they think that there should be some support for that which is i guess they're entitled to but they're saying we're not doing anything until we get to the border or till we take care of our own border first and then we'll talk about what we're giving to this corrupt country over there that doesn't really need our money but we're just using to launder money for all of us to make sure that we're all squared away but you have them pushing back. Zelensky was going to give a speech, by the way, to to the House. I think the House and the Senate. It was canceled abruptly at the end because of all the chaos going on behind the scenes. I think his feelings were hurt that not everyone was in support of him. <laughs> Giving uh, him $200 million. Jeez. But Biden, Biden went, went, was, was speaking here. I forget if this was before or after the other one, but he's demanding compromise from Republicans. Take a listen. Compromise is how democracy works, and I'm ready and offered compromise already. Holding Ukraine funding hostage in an attempt to force through an extreme Republican partisan agenda on the border is not how it works. Again, a reminder, we're not a democracy. Compromise is how democracy works. Maybe, maybe not. I would still argue not, but that's not what we are. But you're asking for the Republicans to compromise, which is which is liberal speak for do exactly what I want and what I tell you. And you know what's sad is that's how it will go. That's how it's been working for the last 50 years. Yes. There's never any compromise on their part. No. Bipartisan means the Republicans bent over and took it. Yeah. That's what a bipartisan agreement means. All the time. Yeah. We never get anything that we want. Anything that the Republicans stand up and say, this is going to be detrimental to the country and we're going to fight against it. In the end, they always give in. Right. And all it is, is they say that to get on camera, to get that soundbite, to go back for their reelection and use that in their reelection campaign. I'm fighting for you. I will do whatever it takes. These out of control spending of the left and Democrats and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm fighting for you. And they're not. They never have been. No. There's only been like five. Yeah. I agree. But at I least agree. George Santos is gone. <laughs> right. Which, which again, I, I don't care that he is, but I do care that we never have any fight in us. Right, and that shows that shows everybody, you know, who votes Republican, what their, you know, what they what their priorities are. Yeah, and their priorities are so far out of whack from what everybody else is going through right now, and what they think is very important, like the border. Nobody gives a shit about this war in Ukraine. We've talked about it until we're blue in the face. It's over. It There's is. not going to be this whole taking over of Ukraine like the left keeps saying and some people on the right keep saying, like, you know, the, your Lindsey Grahams of the world. And I keep going back to it. If Putin wanted to take over Ukraine, that little shithead would be a spot. 
he wouldn't be alive right now. He'd be dead. His whole family would be dead. And he would have been dead in February of 2022. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, with the exception of, of, of a possibility that we had helped him fled and he's rich somewhere else and gone. Yeah. But, but it would not look like it does now. It would not look like it does now. And they continue to perpetuate this. This next clip from Biden, you know, he's talking again <clears throat> about conservatives saying they want to secure the border first before giving money to Putin, or excuse me, before giving money to Ukraine is like giving a Christmas gift to Putin. Listen, listen to him say this. Congress needs to pass a supplemental funding for Ukraine before they break a holiday recess, before they give Putin the greatest Christmas gift they could possibly give him. And uh, so because we've seen what happens when dictators don't pay the price for the damage and the death and the destruction they cause, and they keep going when no price is paid. Joe, he's not going to keep going. As we were just saying, as we, we probably say it two out of the four episodes a week. If he wanted to keep going, Ukraine would be done and he would be moving on. For all the people out there like, oh, man, they're really not that strong of a military. We gave Russia way too much credit. You probably did give them too much credit, but they are way more capable than you're saying. They, they, they could have taken Ukraine, the whole damn thing, if they wanted to. That was not the intent. We're seeing at this point that was not the intent. It's a gift. Securing the border first. So putting America first and, and not giving money to a corrupt dictator in Zelensky— and you look at his actions and, and try and tell me that he's not that, is a gift to Putin. So screw America, let's keep spending, and let's try and drag our sons and daughters into a hot war over there. Let's do everything we can to do that while ruining our country at home concurrently. That's what that is. It's not a, if, if he wanted to, if he wanted to move on, Putin, us not sending, and things were just popping off all over Europe. It would be a different story. And perhaps then you could say that's a gift to Putin. But that it, you're talking about, it, it, he's like comparing a World War II type situation where one, you had a, this awful, you, Hitler, or you're talking any, just pick an awful person in the history of mankind. And you're comparing it to that, to Putin. Putin is a dictator. Is Putin a good guy? No. But Putin is not doing what those people were doing. It, it, the comparison just doesn't work. But he also knows, they know, he doesn't know because he doesn't know anything, but they know that they can get away with it because most people don't pay attention. I mean, think about it. There's people running around this country who call Trump Hitler, who call <laughs> Trump supporters Nazis. Have, have you guys, do you guys understand history at all? No. The compare they don't, yeah. No, we're talking. We're we're almost a hundred years removed from World War II, and so you're trying to make these comparisons. These comparisons are are meaningless when you have people in their twenties and thirties who are even further removed from World War II than we are. Right. I I was born what twenty. 24 years after World War II. So I came in, you know, I, I grew up it, knowing people, you know, like grandfathers, uh, friends of mine who fought in World War II, and understanding World War II from their perspective is limited as it was, and then learning about it in school. But eventually it goes, it, it, it's 
you know, you, you stop thinking about it. But for the left, especially the old heads on the left, you know, Joe Biden, World War Two is, you know, he he remembers it. You know, not not necessarily the entire war, but it's fresher in his mind because he's closer to it than most people are now. So when they say Hitler, it's just a name. And they can make Hitler into anything they want it to be because they don't know the actual context of who Hitler was or who Mussolini was or who Joseph Stalin was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's... And we're seeing, we saw that with Osama bin Laden, you know, with, with those TikTok videos. We're so far removed now, 20-plus years from 9-11, that we're beginning to see people who weren't born during 9-11 start talking about and trying to figure out who Osama bin Laden is on their own and not realizing who he actually was. Which is going back on uh, my comment earlier about school, how a lot of it just doesn't matter. If we were teaching history the way that it should be taught, truthfully, just matter of fact, here's the bad shit here's the good shit, and here's the stuff in between, then that would matter. That part absolutely matters. The problem is we're not teaching that anymore. No, the winners write history, and so far it's been the Democrats who have been the winners dominating our culture, and yeah. so they write the history. You look at all the historians who write you know, every historical book about presidents, about the United States, they're all leftists. Right. No, they are. They are. Side point, I don't think I actually addressed it earlier when you brought up the hoodie. Uh, so in January, there's going to be a new store up. You guys had talked about hoodies and other stuff. We got sure. So that'll be up in January. That kind of stuff is going to get taken care of next week when we're when we're off from the show and, and doing internal stuff there. So more to come on that. But uh, for those for those wondering or asking, that's that's going to be the update on that. Let's stay with Biden, but let's go to a different Biden. Let's go to Hunter Biden. We haven't talked about him. We haven't oh. talked about him in a while. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So he was on the Hill. He, he, he spoke on the Hill, had, had his, his hearing or whatever, and came out and looks like he's aged, by the way, came out and said that my dad was not involved in my business. But li listen, listen to what he says and, and listen specifically to the words and the phrasing, and then we'll talk about it. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. Let's, let's not use the word artist, because that's not what you are either, <laughs> to be clear. He had nothing to do with the paintings that I painted while I was naked, okay? <laughs> uh, but he says, I mean, he, <clears throat> not financially involved, which says nothing, in my business, again, says nothing. If you break down the words, he says... Yeah, he's correct in what he's saying. Right, exactly. Let's, let's put out some truth here that makes it all seem above board. My father was not involved, was not financially involved in my business. True. No one is suggesting that either, by the way. He was not a lawyer. He was not a board member. True. No one is suggesting that either, by the way. Your father was peddling influence selling the brand selling exactly so the, the, uh, the please tell me that people read through that right 
No, they didn't. And you know what? And the media controls the narrative, and they're saying there's no direct link between Hunter Biden's business and Joe Biden, even though Hunter Biden has been paying Joe's bills with the money that he's gotten through the connections that were provided to him by his father in selling the brand. This is how this grift works. And that's what people, you know, and it goes back to people believing, wanting to believe what they want to believe already, you know, their confirmation bias. Right. And it's like what we saw with Trump when uh, Sean Hannity asked him if he would be a dictator, and he said, I would be a dictator on day one. And so now the narrative has become Trump said that he's going to be a dictator starting day one. Right. He admitted it right there. (laughs) Did you listen to the clip? And so now these hardcore leftists are going to hang on what hang on to the fact what uh, Hunter just said that my dad had no connection between me and my business financially. And that's what the media is going to run with, and that's their narrative. They, they do this all the time. They set it up so beautifully because they know, they know that the bootlickers and the propagandist corporate media are just going to regurgitate what they say because they know that's the talking point. Yeah. No, it's, it is. It's so clever because he – and he didn't lie either. He just he what he said was a true statement. Yeah. He just skipped some really important parts of the story. Like that woman, I can't remember her name, but the real estate developer in Los Angeles that bought a couple of his paintings for a couple million dollars and then she gets a, a government position, I, I can't remember what it was, but she also gets her niece released from Hamas when they kidnapped the niece. Hirsch was it? Her? Yeah, uh, Hirsch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're, I mean, we're just, guys, we're on the wrong team. Oh, for well, I mean, sure. We're on the right team, morally speaking. <laughs> spiritually, I would say, for most. But, man, in terms of the present day, how governance is done, how culture is done in America, according to the people who get to decide right now on Earth, we're on the wrong team. But, I mean, by, by such a huge margin. Yeah, and, and the, the problem that we all share on this side, and especially in you know conservative media, as it were, is the fact that we refuse to turn our back on God, embrace evil, believe in the country, believe in fellow man, and try not to exploit you know our, our fe- fellow travelers on this journey. Whereas the other side has no compunction of worshiping evil, turning, you know, using people. Hell, man, they traffic in people. Right, right. Yeah, (laughs) clearly you have zero, you give zero fucks if you're willing to to treat people as commodities. Yeah. Like that. It's it's just true. It's just true. Uh, So pay attention to that. And we always, we always talk about this, and it's not a pat on the back. It's just important Pay attention to their words because they do a couple things. They do something like this where they say something that sounds convincing, but they really didn't address the issue. Again, no one was asking the questions that he responded to in that statement or no one was making those assumptions. No, he made a statement and that was it. He didn't field any questions and just bolted. Right. But, but to the left, they're like, well, that covers that, addressed everything. He was not involved in my business. No one said he was. That was never the point. That's not what we're saying. That's not what the investigations are looking into. That's not what all the copious amounts of data and evidence show. 
it shows that he peddled influence and benefited from it. His family benefited from it, from it all of that. You get that. We're and then he said horse. that the right has made fun of his, of his addiction. Addiction. Yes, we have. Because you're just a straight-up loser, bro. He spent $300,000 on prostitutes and was able to write it off as entertainment. Yes. <laughs> the, the amount of things that I would like to write off under this business and can't is ridiculous. He gets to do whatever he wants and has access to money and, and resources and people that could help him, and he can't figure it out because he's just a depraved, just jacked-up individual. He just is. But they, but they do that, right? The, the two things is they'll either say something like that that sounds convincing and, and, and actually is a true statement but doesn't address the issue. Or they'll just say a bunch of words, as we point out, too, that actually say nothing, which was not the case here. But typically, it's the politicians who do it. Say nothing and then smile and nod and, and walk off the podium. Thank you. And you're like, wait a minute. And people are like, that was great can we replay it did you hear what they said did you hear what he or she said they didn't say anything it was words that didn't even make sense and 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 the left applauds listen to what they say listen to what they say that's just who they are overseas we still got this israel hamas thing going on and there's increased rhetoric discussion about um a ceasefire in gaza the whole world wants it right israel doesn't we don't at least most of us don't and there's others so they had this vote and they put this vote up and i'm going to show let's just keep it up because the u.n held a vote on the ceasefire green obviously is a yes red is no and a yellow is is they abstained or it's a no vote or what's the black ones they weren't there to vote must be <clears throat> must be i don't see that on the chart yeah. yeah must be or maybe they hadn't voted i don't know yeah i don't know but I, I, the vast vast majority 153 voted yes 10 against 23 abstained so i, I want to go through this because i think it's kind of interesting and it's interesting and, and maybe funny i don't know but austria the czech republic guatemala of course israel liberia micronesia Nauru. Papua New Guinea, Paraguay, the United States voted against. I just love that Liberia and Micronesia weighed in on this. Papua New Guinea, uh, no, we're not for this. Well, Liberia, I understand, and also Micronesia, because they both get a lot of funds from the United States. No, absolutely. But but it's it's just kind of, I mean— like they have a say. Like they have a say. I mean, there's a lot of people on this list like they have a say. But it's just, you, you read through this. You look at, then you look at the ones who abstained. Argentina, Cameroon. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Cabo Verde. I don't even know what Cabo Verde is, to be honest with you. You've probably been there and have some story. I have not it. been to Cabo Verde. Where is that? I'm looking it up. I'm pretty. Isn't it the the? I I'm I'm coming. I, I thought it was the chain of islands off of West Africa. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Equatorial, is that New Guinea? Ec Equatorial Guinea. Guinea. Yeah. Uh, Georgia, Germany, Hungary, Italy, Lithuania, Malawi, the Marshall Islands. No surprise there. 
uh, Netherlands, Palau, Panama, Romania, Slovakia, South Sudan, Togo, Tonga, Ukraine, United Kingdom, Uruguay are the ones who abstained. A lot of people, a lot of people want this ceasefire. <laughs> but I, honestly, the reason it, it, this is an important story because the U.N., is is absurd and ridiculous and one of the most worthless organizations on the planet and what they want to do by the way to the planet and to all of our rights and freedoms should terrify everyone but i i look at that graph and you see that and you see every country voting and i understand why they're all there i understand the concept of what the un wants to be and is supposed to be but you see people who voted for against or abstained and I honestly, I don't care what all of the UN says collectively. I just don't. I don't think you should either. But you look at that list and everyone, and you just kind of like, who the fuck cares what these people say? <laughs> I, there's so many people on that list. You've got a major issue, an issue that could lead to regional war throughout the Middle East and or World War III, and people are like, hold up, hold up. What did Liberia say? Exactly. What, what did what did Chad have to say on the matter? Because we're not going anywhere till those fuckers weigh in, right? I, and I'm not beating up on those countries, but like honestly, these 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 things are just kind of funny to me. Disco, can you throw that graphic back up there? Yeah. I just want to talk about some of these countries here, especially on the continent that I'm most familiar with, being Africa. So you've got. Angola, I'm just kind of just going to cruise down here. Angola, Cape Verde Islands, uh, Cameroon, Chad, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you get the picture, all these names of these countries. There's one thing that all these countries have in common is the fact that all their borders are closed. And secondly, what they have in common is they don't look at Westerners, white people, moving to their countries as cultural enrichers, the same way that the left views the illegal immigration that's going on on our southern border. Yeah. So it, it's, just, it, it's really funny to me when, it, it, I don't know if it's funny, ironic, coincidental, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it, it's just such a double standard where, you know, for us, we have to have an open border. Or else, or else we're xenophobic. But it's okay for every other country in the world to be xenophobic. It's, and it's especially okay for other countries that are predominantly of, you know, one race right. to be extremely xenophobic and, you know, extremely ethnocentric when it comes to their own makeup and their own demographics. I mean, you look at uh, Japan, you look at Korea, you know, Taiwan— and especially China, you know, they they do not want anything to happen to their demographics. No. Which all of us in the United States are totally fine with people immigrating the proper way because, yes, you know, we're all a bunch of, you know, folks who have come from all reaches of the world, but we all went through the process of getting in. And so now, you know, after the last three years of letting in, military-aged poon slayers that are coming into the United <laughs> States, you know, who are all horned up with no partners, you know, 
it's it's gonna change your demographic yeah and you know it might be a good thing i don't know but every other country on in, on earth doesn't seem to to think that yeah no they don't they literally talk about being pure yes like i mean openly <laughs> yeah can you imagine being like i'd really like to keep things pure here right <laughs> the, 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 the lightning that would rain down on you from oh. from this country if you said that which is not what i think most of us want no but of, but, of course but not. but that's but that's that i mean they openly say it china wants their 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 people to just be pure a pure race ethnically pure yeah. and and they have a stance like that and you have people on the left who regard you know china as the benchmark of how all governments should run and it's like are you kidding me you're going to say that an ethnostate is the way that every country on the planet should run its business? That's 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 unattainable, and it, it's 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 just downright evil. Well, and we have people, we have politicians here in the United States who not only agree with that sentiment or, or or thought, but have also said, "I'm I'm jealous of she and yeah. the way he gets to govern." You mean dictating and being an authoritarian ruler which you by the way say people who aren't even in power are here in america that's what you're jealous of of course of course you are because who wouldn't want that ultimate power right but they say it out loud uh <clears throat> aoc is out there by the way saying that we don't have any witness of joe biden being involved in this I, it's just remarkable that they can continue to say that there's no connection whatsoever no information no witness Tony Bobulinski is not a real person. No. None of these people are real. They're all Mossad plants. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, okay, let's get to our question of the day, which is this. We've got two questions left for this year. Two questions left. Tomorrow will, of course, involve Die Hard. Yes. Can we just watch Die Hard tomorrow as the episode? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, <clears throat> name one Christmas tradition that you can do without. Mm. There's lots that mm. we like. We keep some, maybe suspect, some maybe questionable. What What's one that you can do without? Maybe you've already done without, and you said bye bye, bitch. Uh, I don't know, but what is one Christmas tradition that you could do without moving forward? Let us know. Should be some interesting answers. Should be some interesting ones here too. Keep chatting. Hit that like button, and we'll share all of our responses. We'll talk about this on the other side of the break. Stick around. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser.
I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. And that's how Mike Pence got pink-eyed. Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening. All right, thank you, my friend. Tom Cunningham, everybody. Let's give him one more round of applause. Coming up next, we've got... We've got Disco. Welcome to the stage. Good evening, everybody. Let me... Let's talk Christmas traditions, shall we? Because the question of the day was name one Christmas tradition that you can do without. Before you do that, you guys are responding now. Keep doing that. Before we have our conversation on this end, I think it's important. Disco brought this point up and he was right. I think it's important that we discuss what the traditions are. They, they're different for everyone, obviously. Yeah, I, I pulled up just, it's like the top 24. Okay. <clears throat> and... Advent calendars, Christmas pickle. You guys done that? What? The Christmas, the Christmas pickle. So when you decorate that. the tree, you hide a pickle ornament on the tree. <laughs> you play hide. You the play pickle. hide the pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make a new one. This is a family-friendly <laughs> game of hide the pickle. Anyway, first person. So the original what are you, game. The Biden family. <laughs> the original. The original game of it is. Uh, Christmas Eve, it gets put on there when everyone goes to bed. The first person on Christmas morning who finds it gets a gift. How did you not find it? It's a strong aroma, a strong. No, 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 no which I like. It's just an ornament. It's not a real. It's not pickle. a real pickle. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's, but so this is all new does, to me. Why does it smell like a deli <laughs> instead of candy? Yeah. Like what's is there a dead fish one on the list too? Like what else is? And Drew's like, I put twelve pickles on the Christmas tree. Find where we buried your grandmother. <laughs> but so anyway, you have a gift set aside for the person who finds the pickle. Okay. 
So it's the Christmas pickle. All right, I'll just tell you straight up. I think that's gay. Keep going no. with the list, please. Ornaments, Christmas cards, Christmas movie night, donate presents, make hot chocolate, sing Christmas carols. We talked about that one. We sure did. Write letters to Santa, uh -huh. decorate gingerbread houses. The Christmas tree, I guess that's a tradition, yeah. Christmas tree, yeah. Host a gift exchange, cookie exchange, feed the reindeer Christmas Eve, marathon Christmas movies, take a tour of Christmas lights, bake cookies, go caroling, tinsel trees. Tinsel? What are tinsel trees? Tinsel on trees. Tinsel on trees. Oh, it just says tinsel trees. Maybe there are. I don't yeah, know. No. Rock, uh, rock ugly Christmas sweaters. Okay. okay. Look at Christmas lights, mistletoe, visit a Christmas town. I mean, there's there's a start. There's actually a lot. Yeah. I said it was the top 24. All right. Well, I think we can eliminate hide the pickle because I feel pretty safe that most people don't do that. Apparently, it's a big thing. I didn't know about it until really uh, our oldest got into like school and she learned it one Christmas. We're like, what's hide the pickle? <laughs> we're, t we're pulling you out of that. <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> uh, I don't. Okay. Well, you don't yeah. talk to those kids anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tom, well, I, I get to go last anyways because it's my show. So, Tom, what are you going with? What am I going with as far as a Christmas tradition? That you could do without. That I could do without the Salvation Army bell ringers. Ding, 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 she was. She had like a Christmas carol book out. So not only was she ringing the bell, but she was singing Christmas carols. Not that good, I might add. But she was trying. You know. See, I don't like that. Yeah. Now you're in my way and now asking me for money and hurting my ears. <laughs> I also don't mm. like the fact that they have ranks within the Salvation Army. They do. Yeah, I, I just don't like. So what is your rank as a bell ringer? I, uh, you're it's you're not good. You're a private. <laughs> it's, yeah. I, I don't like a lot of those bigger organizations because I feel like a lot of them aren't really that genuine and they spend so much money on themselves and not other stuff. We were talking to just side point, but honestly, uh, for the Christmas season, was talking, uh, did an interview for, for Mammoth Nation the other day with Frank Siller from Tunnels to Towers Foundation. Right. You know, you see their commercials everywhere. I might still have that graphic. Frank's an amazing guy. Amazing guy. It was in the Mammoth session. I don't know if it was a different one or not, but... Amazing guy, and they do amazing stuff, right? They build thousands, or they, they either build and or pay for thousands of, of, of homes for veterans and first responders. It's staggering what they do. They started after 9-11 for first responders, but then got into veterans, obviously, with the war starting. And everything they do is amazing. But we're talking to him, and you can, you can donate to them. for th This honestly was not planned. It's just happened to be part of the question of the day thing. But you can donate to them. You can donate whatever. There's people who do tons and tons of money, and there's people who do their monthly programs. But it starts at $11 a month, so nothing crazy. And the, the stats and figures that they put out there are insane. But what blew me away is not just what they do for the veteran community. They're tackling they, – Frank said, we're going to get rid of the homeless veteran problem. And when you talk to him and you hear what they're doing, as, as big and behemoth of a problem as that is, I believe him. I believe them with everything that they're doing. It's just amazing. But the stat that blows me away the most is this. Put this up. 95% of their fundraising dollars go directly to programs, directly to what they say they are doing and what they are about. Two and a half goes to fundraising efforts, marketing efforts, events, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
and two and a half percent for management and, and general ops. It's crazy. That is insane. That's who you give to. Yeah, that that's pretty remarkable. I, I've never seen a, a percentage like that from any not for profit. I haven't either. I I literally was blown away, and and, and I I obviously am by we all are and, and love and support what they do. But that right, if you don't give to them, make sure you're giving to someone who has figures like that. And by the way, good luck finding them. Good luck finding them because that that is freaking insane and freaking awesome to have that kind of. Fi- I, it, it, it costs money to run things. I'm never faulting organizations for making sure the lights are on and people are paid and you've taken care of your people who are doing it. But that's like, I, I don't even know how the hell you're doing it, to be honest. But it's it's amazing. You can go and donate to them. It's T, the number two T, T2T.org. And you're welcome, Frank. You, you've earned it, man. You impressed the hell out of me. Such a nice guy. Uh, such good people over there and and that's what that's what sold me there's a million people doing things that are good for for groups 95 percent of the funds going in going to to that i came home raving to my wife like we're getting behind this organization because that that tells me something really big all that to say getting back to the question of the day which people are like coming in like what's going on what's going on it was name one christmas tradition you can do without (laughs) excuse me we were talking about the Salvation Army. Yeah, Bell Tom Rangers. said the Salvation Army. I like that. Here's, which sounds a little Scrooge-like. But here's the thing. Most people do just throw chicken organization that gives I the homeless it people. It over time and can help. And I'm not saying that they're an awful organization or anything like that. But You're just saying the bell ringer itself. I hate ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that noises. Part. For some reason, gunfire and explosion, I love and cherish. I just, that screwed up. If it's not that and it's loud, I hate it. And I probably hate the person doing it. So I, I kind of agree with that's not going to be my answer, I don't think. But I kind of agree with you. And yes. a side point, I hate that all those people who collect small amounts, you know, used to be able to walk by and be like, sorry, bro, don't have any cash or, or coins because no one does anymore. And they're like, no problem. Here's a square. You're like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yep. Anywho. OK, good answer, Tom. Three, three, three lumps of coal. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, for me, I would, uh, you know, I, I, we don't do it, and I'm, I, I'll never partake in it either, but I, have a, I would say I have two. One is the fruitcake thing. I don't get it. It's this nasty. I will say my, my father's wife makes the best. It's not traditional, though. Okay. It's the best fruitcake. You would love it. I'll give you some this season. Okay. I, w- I will get some of it. It doesn't taste like fruitcake. Because like it's freaking amazing. Because isn't like the traditional one supposed to have like a gingerbread style like of of uh, bread in it? Like it's 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 not just like a bread. It's like a spiced bread then with all the fruit in it, right? I mean that, that's the those, those are the ones I had growing up, and they were awful, and I just never yeah. ate them. Well, and most of the little candy fruit things in there are awful. Yeah, it's just yeah. But then also for me, because I, I don't get it. I'm not a big fan of gingerbread, but decorating gingerbread houses. You're like, ooh, cookies and candies and icing. So I get to eat this? No, no, no. You're just going to decorate it, and it's going to sit there the whole month, and then we're going to throw it away. That's a good one. Why did we bake these cookies? I actually had that discussion the other day. I do frequently, but my my kids were decorating. My wife was helping. Well, they were mostly doing it, but wife's helping. And I I knew the answer, but I just, I guess I just was feeling saucy. And I walked up. I was like, do you kids get to eat these things? And they were like, no. I'm like, that's gay. 
<laughs> walked away. It's like, but seriously, you're putting a lot of effort into it if you want to eat it. And they yeah. all look edible and they can't, like, they're eating candies and stuff. Right. Yeah, well, it's all candy, but it's like after sitting out for a month. Yeah, it's like eating. You know, it makes no sense. We go the entire year telling our kids not to play with their food, and then we get to Christmas and it's, it's like, okay, okay to play with your food, yeah. but it's not really food, even though it attracts bugs. Yeah, people are always like, "Don't you decorate them?" I'm like my girls do. I don't. I think it's dumb. I, if they're gonna do it, they can do it. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. Okay. Because then I have to clean up the mess. Later. <laughs> I like both of your answers, by the way. Okay. I really do. Those are good answers. Side point, one thing I'll just say, and it's not just for Christmas, but it comes into play at Christmas. This is not a it is a tradition for some, but it's not this is it's more of a pet peeve than my answer. I don't like over decorating. Okay. I don't want and what I what I mean that by that is clutter. Like there's people who will decorate so much to the point where you're kind of like walking through the house like you know, like like this, so you don't knock over the decorations. Like, did you need to do this much? What if someone comes through in a wheelchair? There's How no path of egress it? here. Now, quick question for you: Up in Minnesota, did you ever see people like over, over, de- over, over decorate their outside of the house? Because in Chicago, they do it. They literally, it's just like those light up, like uh, statues, just one after another fills the entire lawn. Can't see. It's just filled like an army. Yeah. No, I have. I've seen, but I've seen it here too. Oh, I've really? Seen it here too, and not not as much, but. Yeah. You know, obviously, it's more Christmassy up north than it is here. I like it clean. I like a Martha Stewart. You guys know me. I like a, I like clean lines. I do want more stuff, like a decent amount of stuff, but not too much stuff. Uh, but again, that's not the answer to the question. I'm going back and forth now on mm. some. Okay. I mean, this is your show, so we can go as long as you want on this. <laughs> and then he just deliberated. It's going to be like the scene in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <clears throat> Um, wow i don't know i i do here's the thing i i hate the noise of of the bells there but i like that it tells me we're in that season Mm -hmm. who doesn't love mistletoe (laughs) am i right or am i right i thought mistletoe was, was me too a long time ago probably Probably. Oh, no. We don't have any in our house yeah. either. Oh, look, Sucks. mistletoe. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go take a shower now. I'm, I'm going to go gingerbread. <laughs> if we're not including hide the pickle, which I just don't see, that was listed number two on that list. Yeah. Yeah. Hide the pickle would definitely be the answer, but I'm not going with because I didn't know about it today. So I'll I'll go gingerbread you houses should. too. I like gingerbread cookies because they're edible. And yeah. by the way, I think they're getting rolled out at the house, Ooh. or they were today. I'm hoping when I'm home tonight that are they non-binary <laughs> gingerbread people? Of course, no, we don't put the genitalia. <laughs> <up there>. <laughs> Here, son. <laughs> Sweetie, you can't eat that one. Clearly not your cookie. Okay, we've gone so far off track. I think now that you know about Hide the Pickles, that you should start that this Christmas morning with your family. You should just do it. Hey, guys. Well, here's the deal. I hit a pickle on the tree. Good luck. You know what? You know, know, this is not a tradition for most people. This just happens somehow at our house. You know which one I actually hate the most, and my kids don't watch the show, so it's okay. I would never let them watch my show, which... Says something about it too, but they 
they everyone's got the elves that have i talked about elf this? on the shelf elf thing, on the shelf I, thing? I, I can't we, we've never done it i don't like that either i don't like that tradition which is how i think this started maybe in our house years and years ago so all the kids have an elf <laughs> and they they we didn't do it that original way because i'm like that's dumb like coming up with that so one year i hid their elves <laughs> one night and they had to find them which we do for a lot of things. Like they have to find their Easter baskets on, on Easter Sunday and this, that, and that. We're always hiding stuff. But I hid their elves and they liked it and they had fun and it happened again and it happened again. And now fast forward, I've got to hide these fucking things. Every night. Every <laughs> night of December. <laughs> and there's four of them. And there's only so many places you can do it. And it, and, and if you miss a night, Ooh. you know, if I have a couple too many bourbons and I forget and I wake up and they're on the counter, there's a note there. Daddy, please hide our elves. <laughs> the expectations are through the roof. Oh, yeah. You got to perform. I, I've come up with all the best spots that I can. I'm to the point where I'm going to start, like, sawing out chunks of drywall and replastering <laughs> it and being like, good luck. Because <laughs> if they can't find it, you know, I don't have to hide it again the next day. Uh, I would say I didn't hear the end of the story for this, but the picture you sent me of the elf that got stuck in the oven. Yes. Did we? Did I say, share that on? You sh no, you've not shared that oh, story. Oh, so yeah. We <laughs> almost kind of like Joe Biden's story uh, from yesterday, almost burned the house down kind of a thing. My wife and, and son are gone the other night. They had a Christmas party at their homeschool, uh, at, at his homeschool thing like a big bonfire and whatnot and they do they do some awesome stuff but so it's me and the girls and we're home and you know daddy what should we do i'm like and one of them said something like we should bake cookies and then kind of like laugh like that's not gonna happen i'm like let's do it i i bake and cook a lot like let's do it let's pick a show let's watch a show i'll i'll get the stuff out and we start baking cookies anyways start baking cookies not christmas we're just doing this this by the way this sugar cookie recipe is off the chain Ooh, all right it's freaking amazing so we start doing those like let's just let's just let's just make some sugar cookies we'll watch a show together and then you know mom and and your brother will be home my youngest lo and behold to me in the spirit of hiding elves just <laughs> joking around had thrown her elf in the bottom oven which i had turned on to preheat for the cookies <laughs> It's burning. So get everything prepared, everything set. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Mom, you know, just an apron, no pants. Just kidding. That would be inappropriate, although I do that kind of stuff too. But that was not the case that night. And I go to put the first batch in. And my one, my oldest daughter had smelled something but didn't say anything. And I opened them up I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> so that's how Chinese stuffed animals smell. It was awful consumed the house with with some smoke but mostly smell it was not completely on fire yet but my youngest had put some blue painters tape on it to write her name on it so because the the skirt or dress or whatever wasn't on the elf uh so just so i knew whose was whose anyways the tape was charred and like uh, there was like some cinders like it was ready to go I just love the text I got. The mm. nose has... Well, almost started a fire with an elf in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> the nose was burned. The face was like hard black. Thank God it didn't light on fire. Turned that oven off, took him out, and put the other one on, and 
waited a little bit and had all the windows open, but that that smelled horrible. <laughs> Christmas smelled horrible. time. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. My wife comes home like, what happened? I'm like, well. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> we probably cookies. Is there a new rule now? No hiding the elf in the oven? <clears throat> I don't think we actually talked about it. We probably should be. <laughs> yeah. Probably should be. Well, said, they don't hide them. I do. It's like, why are you hiding them? Maybe she was giving you a head, like a head start. Who knows? Dad? Who knows? I'm stick it here. Okay. We haven't even looked at other people's answers. I've seen them coming in, but we've gone on so many tangents here. Keep sending them in. Make sure you hit that like button and make sure you're subscribed here. We should probably get back to some of the actual show content before we wrap for today. So I kind of have some questions now about my proclamation that Gavin Newsom's running for president. And, and maybe, maybe what I'm about to tell you plays into my proclamation that he's going to, because I still kind of think he's going to. But he made this, <coughs> excuse me, not surprising, but, but bold decree this week saying, you can see it here. He signed a bill requiring general neutral bathrooms in California schools by 2026. That's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's a, let me see what I can do to appease the masses kind of a thing. That's not, I know that's not what the left really does. They play, what, what can I do to appease me? But first of all, what a putrid, just awful policy. Terrible. Disgusting. Keep that shit out of our schools. And if, if you're raising your kid to be a different gender or you want them to be that or whatever, find a school that specializes in that. By the way, I don't think there are any. There should be. But that's an awful policy. But it also is kind of like, I don't know, man. Are you going to run? Like, are you going to do stupid shit like that and then run? Maybe. My, my question to him is the same thing with, well, California has to have all electric cars by what was 2030, right? Was that the... 35, I think. Yeah, 35. I don't, maybe it's... Okay, cool. You want to put bathrooms? So where's the money? Like, how, how are we doing this? You can't just magically make bathrooms appear in, in schools. You have to build them, or you have to readjust where the boys and where the girls are. Where they're the, just you know. going to change out the signs. Yeah, but it's like, what's that? Is that just the signs are being changed? Is that it? I would imagine so. Probably because in boys' bathrooms, you've got urinals and toilets. Yeah. So there'll be a girls' restroom and then a gender gender neutral. Bathroom. I think it's going to be. They're not going to have. They're just everything's going to be gender neutral. No, the last time I was in LAX. They uh, gender neutral bathrooms everywhere in the airport. I was like, I had my girls. I'm like, no, let's go this way. Like, <laughs> nope, not going to that bathroom. It, I just don't get it. I get that people are different. For everyone who's like, oh, you just you just don't get it. You're, uh, which I just said I don't. But you're a bigot or you're this that. No, it just doesn't make sense. It's not it's not scripturally accurate, and it's not scientifically accurate. Usually people go to one of those two things. I'm, I'm, I'm a Jesus believer, and I believe in what the Bible says. You're on the right track, by the way. Do that. Or, and or, they are someone who's maybe an atheist, and they're like, I'm a science person. Okay, but either way you go, in this particular case, and in so many cases that are being discussed, there'll be discussion points across the country, you, you go to either one of those, and you get fact-checked false hard right away. Not possible. I, I just don't. I, 
No, I mean, there's been transgender people for as long as societies have been around. And it's only, it really started taking off as a trend amongst young kids and pushed by weird parents. And now it's like totally embraced to the point where, oh, we're victims. And it's clutching on to this victimhood thing that I'm different in some sort of way. If you really are transgender and you're living as a different person or as a different gender, you're not going to make a big deal about going to the bathroom because... You know, you're you're gonna look different. Some some trans people, you know, totally pass. You know, uh, for the gender that they identify as, and they're gonna use that bathroom, and nobody's gonna be the wiser. There might be one or two people who kind of raise an eyebrow here and there, but generally, you're never gonna know. Right. And so now, it, it's basically you're gonna know because we've got people who have beards who put on a wig and say identify as a woman and they go into a female bathroom or they go into a female spa and the only reason why they're doing it is they want to show off their dicks in front of little girls and that that's the point that we're at now those people don't suffer from gender dysphoria they're just perverts yeah. And, and you know, like they suffer from autogynephilia. Like, uh, and I don't even know if they suffer from it or if it's just a fetish of autogynephilia. Like uh, Leah Thomas, who it's been well documented that he was on, you know, all these uh, Instagram groups for autogynephilia, where it's dudes who just want to dress up and, and like the feel of female clothing against primarily their genitalia. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> I'm not disputing anything you just said. I just don't like it. I don't agree with it. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I just, it, I don't like it. I Thank you like for it. doing the hard research for us, Tom. Yes. You right. got it. <laughs> By the way, there's, well, we'll talk about it later. I will, uh, but, um, <clears throat> so we got Gavin Newsom. Maybe he runs, maybe he doesn't run. Putting, transgender general uh, general neutral bathrooms in california in all their schools by 2026 then let's let's cross the the country to our state here you have governor DeSantis. let me just <clears throat> let me preface this before people get all feisty up in this bitch you DeSantis supporter i'm not talking <laughs> this is a town hall i'm not saying i'm supporting him or trump or anyone else just stop it that well i most of us like DeSantis. Most of us agree, <coughs> excuse me, that his campaign hasn't been that great and that he's probably not going to be the candidate. However, he's been really effective here <coughs> in Florida as a governor and said some good things last night in the town hall over on CNN, one of which was here as he spoke about unity uh, with, with all the stuff going online. Take a listen. Governor DeSantis, I'm 27 years old, and I never remember the country being so deeply divided and in a worse position mentally than ever before. My question for you tonight is, how will you specifically help reunite this amazing country? Well, thanks, Grant, I appreciate that. And you're right, look, I think what we've seen is we've seen fighting polarization for no reason. So look, there's important issues. You can count on me, I'm gonna take strong stands, I'm gonna deliver big results, as a leader, when you make decisions, not everyone's gonna like it. That just goes with the territory. But I'm not gonna do is go out of my way to alienate people for no reason. 
If there's a substantive disagreement, let the chips fall where they may. But I think if you look at, like, like you know, Trump tweeting and, and attacking people, I think that created division that we didn't need. I think Biden, when he gives that speech in front of the, uh, the thing where his fists are there saying that, that, that MAGA is are like almost anti-American, that creates division. We don't need to be doing that. We need to be focusing on principle. We need to aim higher, uh, and we need to deliver results for people. If you disagree with me 50 percent of the time, Okay, we'll hash that out. But I want to work with you on the other 50%. Heck, if someone agrees with me 20% of the time, we can fight on the 80, but you got to be willing when the next issue comes up uh, to be willing to work on, on the 20. That's just how I am as a leader. And in Florida, we had some, some tough fights. But I've also done some of my policies that got unanimous support. Some of the things we've done for conservation, some of the things we've done to raise teacher salaries, some of the things we've done to support police officers. So it can be done, but I do think it requires a leader that's going to appeal to the better angels of our nature. Okay. So, again, you, you might have a, uh, a view of DeSantis. It might be positive, it might be negative. You might, you might, whatever. That's not the point. The point is, is uh, we talk about this a ton on here. I, I'm, I'm sick of the infighting, too. Our side is tearing each other apart. Everyone is as a country. We all hate each other. I don't, I don't know if you've paid attention to that and noticed that, but we do. We've become very tribal. And tribal even within our side. And there is, as he says, there's just no reason for it. Picking on the Mitt Romneys of the world and the Liz Cheney's, Mitch McConnell's, yes. Is Mitch McConnell even still alive? Uh, well, he hasn't reset in a while. Not what your people say. I'm, I'm <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> He hasn't had a system reboot in a while, so I'm not sure. But I, there's, there's reason to pick on certain people. But when it comes to, and we all know, or the elephant in the room here is the, the, the fight and the battle between Trump supporters and DeSantis supporters. I like both guys. The people I don't really like are the ones who are supporting them and fighting back and forth. It's like that. That it, why? Why would you do that? Why would you alienate people just for shits and gigs? Right. If you want to pick on Geraldo or Joy Behar, have at it. Go. Go do fun. You want to talk about how much weight Chris Christie has just beneath his belt line? Do it. I have a great picture for that. Okay. For meme tastic. Okay. Awesome. Gonna save it for tomorrow. I can't wait. I, I saw it on Monday. I was like, oh, I got it. I'm waiting to show you. Because what we're setting ourselves up on, on, you know, the conservative, middle right, whatever you want to call it, for this next presidential election, if the left is successful in getting Trump off the ballot or not to be the candidate, and you have villainized DeSantis so much, and then Nikki Haley is just ushered in, right. and she represents the absolute bottom-of-the-barrel worst of both parties— yeah. And that's what's going to happen. You know, as soon as Larry Fink from BlackRock started supporting her, I was like, she is dead to me. She, I will I will not support her in any way, and I will do whatever I can to make sure that she doesn't become president. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, you know, I, I like Trump and DeSantis both, yeah. you know? But, I mean, if Trump is going to be the guy moving forward and knowing all the political minefield or the judicial minefields that he has to navigate through just to get on the ballot, you better have a really solid secondary choice. And if you're going to ostracize and vilify one of those people, look who you're going to be stuck with. 
Well, and, and, and you're so right, because that's what they're doing. They're, they're saying, oh, well, I, I've, I've got to choose here. I've got to choose between Trump and DeSantis. By choosing Trump, I have to vilify and berate the shit out of not just DeSantis and his team, but people who support him. Reminder, as we always say, most of you, not all of you, most of you were all up in his ass during COVID and pre-election announcement. But you go after him and are, you're hurting him in the GOP primary. Nikki, he's doing this. Nikki Haley's doing this. And if the left, as you're saying, is successful, guess who our, our choice is then going to be? It's yeah. going to be the one person we don't want. If Trump was taken out, everyone would be pissed. Be like, okay, I hope DeSantis wins now. That's what most of you would say. And that would be the smart thing to say. But instead, what we're doing as a country and a movement is like, I think he wears lifts in his boots. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I don't care if he wears lifts in his boots, <clears throat> if he wears a thong under his suit pants although I think it would be uncomfortable. I, I just don't care. Is he a good leader? Is he effective at policy? Does he agree with you on X percentage of, of your views on issues? Yes? Okay. Then a good, al a good alternative if Trump's not the guy. But, but we, we just we, we tear each other apart. So again, this is not me endorsing him. This is not me doing any of that. I can't even vote in the primary because I hate Republicans so much that I walked away from them and can't vote in the damn thing. But I am conservative, and, and they both have good conservative principles and policies. And I hope that people, I hope that people can see that. If you're, and if you're going to fight and, and, and divide, do it against the ones who are establishment types, for sure. I know there's some tendencies and leanings because, he, oh, he's served in the House before, and he's part of this, and who's funny? <laughs> Lesser of two evils, bro. Lesser of two evils. Would you rather have Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley? It should be Ron DeSantis 10 times out of 10, if, the, if those are your choices. All right, let's stay with it, though, because he also said something that I liked that I wanted to share, because er this should be everyone's take. Everyone's take and or better than his take. He's mostly right on this. I think it could, could go a step further, but I think he's mostly right. Here was his take from the town hall last night on foreign policy and sending American troops overseas. So your service uh, has come up a couple times tonight. Um, you're the only veteran running in the Republican primary. You served, for those who don't know, as a Navy JAG officer in, in Iraq. How did your service shape your foreign policy views, in particular, how you might approach sending men and women into harm's way? Well, I think it's a great question. So uh, having been there and, and seen what a lot of our Marines were going through, our special operators, our soldiers, um, as commander-in-chief, I hope to never have to put our service members in harm's way. But look, I believe in peace through strength. I think if you build up American strength, we will deter conflict in this country. But you never know what's going to happen. But my pledge to all the active duty, all the veterans, all the family members of active duty is this. I will never put people in harm's way willy-nilly. If we're going to do it, there needs to be a clear objective that we're trying to fulfill. We need to send people, when you send people, they need to have everything they need to be able to accomplish that objective. That objective has got to be something that's in the vital national security interests of our country. And then when they achieve the objective, we got to bring them home. We can't have these situations where people are toiling for years and years in these foreign countries with no concrete example of victory. So I hope to never do it, but if we ever need to, we are going to win. And I think the lesson of the post 9-11 era was we got into conflicts 
and we weren't achieving any clear-cut victories. You got to know what are the limits of what the military can do. When I was in Iraq, part of what we were trying to do was create a democracy in the Middle East. Well, you know, nation building doesn't work. Social engineering in foreign countries doesn't work. Uh, when you have to go to defend this country, you go, you do the job, and you bring our people back home. All right, so solid response, right? Peace through strength has been a model that frequently works. Now, we've said peace through strength before and then actually gotten ourselves into conflicts that maybe we shouldn't have. But peace through strength as a general practice does work to help deter conflicts. If we're, if we're strong, everyone else recognizes that and stays back. But the most important thing he talks about there is you give a clear-cut mission. You send them in, and then you get them out. There's not money if we don't nation build. But reminder, we shouldn't be sending troops into conflict for money. We should be doing it because it is a purpose that is such a high purpose that it, uh, it's clear as day that we have to do it. Whatever that, whatever that means, whatever has, 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 has sucked us into that, it's, it's got to make sense for the American people. But it's got to make sense for the people. Hey, here's what you're doing. And once you're doing it, or once you're done doing it, we're, we're bringing you home. We always get sucked into nation building. Let's try, and, let's try and make this Mideast country or this South Asian country look like America. No, it's never going to happen. Ever, ever, ever. It's just like, I can't, I can't say it enough. It's not going to happen. You want to you wanna get rid of this terror group? Cut off the head, kill all the key people, destroy infrastructure, come on home. And it's never that simple. I get it. I lived it. But, like, clear-cut mission, boom, you're out. You know, I, I've been to Afghanistan twice, clearly not as many times as you've been. But I think both of us clearly have a clear affinity for Afghan people that yeah. we've had contact with. For people to think that your average Afghan can wrap their head around uh, a representative democracy. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about people who they, you know, they know just enough on how to survive. Right. And then to bring in concepts that are totally – you would have more – more success if an alien spacecraft landed and was trying to explain, you know, trying trying to communicate with Afghans than to, you know, have some heady conversation about a representative democracy. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> true. You know, I, you, I, I, our friend Mike was telling a story. It was like, you know, it's, it's basic, you know, the— Afghans are very nice people, and they all, for the most part, want to help whatever's going on. But in typical Afghan fashion, if there's a fire happening, they would grab a bucket of gasoline to throw on the fire, and you would have to say, no, I understand this is liquid, but it's going to have the reverse effect of what you think is going to happen. Yeah. No, it's just true. It's, it's just true. We, we, and we, we owe it to our people— to to give them clear missions and 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 not get into all the stuff that we always fall into it's just i mean think about it if 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 we hadn't fallen into nation building i wouldn't have spent 15 years of my life in iraq and afghanistan mostly afghanistan because it would have been in and out it would have been 
a small winner. Maybe I would have gone somewhere else. But we, we, you, you, you put people in, in harm's way. You ruin families. You do. I mean, it's just it, we've got to be better about having clear defined missions, trying not to send people places unless we absolutely have to. And if we have to, here's why it makes sense and how we're going to do it efficiently, fast, and then it's over. But <clears throat> I digress. Anyways, all that to say, I, I thought, I didn't watch it, but I, I obviously caught the clips. I, I thought that he had a good night on, on the town hall. And I hope that people can understand that he, if you're a Trump person, okay, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But your next best choice is 110% Ron DeSantis. It just is. You can argue it till the cows come home. You can, you can rip into him on Twitter, which does nothing, by the way. But, but your second best choice is absolutely that. And some might say it's Vivek, but I don't think it is. He has no life experience. He just is a soundbite machine. I love the soundbites he says. But your, your next best choice, in, in my view, is, is DeSantis for sure. Uh, so don't tear into him and then have Nikki Haley all of a sudden be the front runner if, if the left gets their way, which we've told you, don't count on them not getting their way. That's all depressing. Uh, okay, <laughs> speaking of depressing, so LeBron's son, Bronny. Bronny James plays basketball at USC. Glad he's doing better. Obviously, he had his collapse last year, whenever that was. Mm -hmm. Glad he's doing better. I don't wish ill on my enemies. Well, enemies here at home. Enemies abroad, yes, for sure. But he's doing better. LeBron shows up at the game, and probably to the surprise of no one, walked in late. That's not the part but walked in during the national anthem, didn't stop what he's doing, continues to his seat, and not only continues to his seat, but then sat down at his seat during the national anthem. Take a look. see the end of that video he stands up it looks like just to help adjust seats for other people and his posse coming in there maybe he gets it together i don't think so but lots of outrage i mean but he's he's walking with his kids his whole crew no one cares what a great opportunity it always is when the national anthem starts to remind your kids stop talking stop moving lebron this goes for you too bro take your hat off and 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 stand at attention put your hand on your heart put your hands behind your back whatever whatever but but stand there and be respectful and it's just so maddening to me i i literally i watch i i i try to just live in that moment whenever i'm at an event because it matters to me like it matters to most of us but it matters a lot to me and if i see someone else goofing off or talking or a kid on their phone I have horrible thoughts towards that person. I just do. Because you literally, how selfish are you and entitled are you that you can't stand for a minute and a half and just shut the fuck up and sit still in a country that allows you to screw around your phone, be an Instagram influencer, an OnlyFans person? Okay, you can be a slut as soon as this song is done. But for right now, you need to understand why you get to be a slut. 
and stand at attention. I, it just makes me so mad. And for LeBron, you're a billionaire, bro. You took a knee during all the other BLM stuff. I mean, it's no again, it's no surprise, but I just don't get it. Go somewhere else and see how it is. We're broken. We talk about how broken we are and we're going down the wrong path. We're still the best country on the planet. Still worth fighting for. Stand for the fucking anthem. Take your hat off or get the fuck out. That's that's my policy. LeBron James is the epitome of narcissism. And for him to behave like that, to me, isn't shocking. We're talking about somebody, a human being, who has been totally contrived from the time that they were in high school until now. Nothing about him is real. He, he, he is uh, a compilation. He's like Frankenstein's monster that, you know, was created through agents, coaches, attorneys, and PR firms. Right. There, there, he, has, he has zero original character to his personality. It's not there. The, there. There is nothing about LeBron James that is relatable to any human being walking the earth because no. nobody has been as pampered as he has his entire life. You would have to go to Saudi Arabia and get one of the princes maybe to even be in the same category. But he personifies this, this elitist view that we have not only in the United States, but across the globe, that LeBron sees himself as a citizen of the world and one of these global elites where borders don't matter, countries don't matter, unless it's China. If the Chinese national anthem is playing, he's going to show some respect for that national anthem because he knows where the money train comes from. But for him, he believes that he is in this different echelon of human beings that know no boundaries that their popularity their wealth and this transhumanist movement that they've bought into makes them on a different plane than everybody else so any kind of like you know cultural traditions that we may have had in the united states he's not going to follow um he always wants to act like he's a victim during the saint floyd riots you know, somebody had spray painted the N word on his garage, which we all know now was a total fake. And do you see how quickly that went away? Right. He, he's he, he's a total fraud at yeah. life. He's a fraudulent human being. With the exception of his talent, he is a talented basketball player. I, I, he's not the top. He's not. I don't even think he's top. Maybe he's top three, but he's not. He's not one or two in my book. But I think he's not even maybe top five in my book. But but he's. He still has to play basketball. He's a fraud everywhere else. Yeah, he's, he's a total fraud. And also, the thing that I, I really have lots of issues with him, he's an intellectual fraud. Just because you have a lot of money and you're really good at a certain sport doesn't mean that you have the brain capacity to understand and evaluate information. You always see pictures on Instagram of LeBron James, or on, I don't think he's on X, uh, of LeBron James reading a book that's like 400, 300 pages long, and it's always like the first 80 pages that he's open to, and you know he's not reading the entire thing, and it, it's just. Oh, I mean, but do you? I mean, oh, 100 percent. I, I, yeah, I'm telling you, the man has never read a book in his entire life. I will go to my grave believing that, because if you listen to him speak, he doesn't have the intellect. He doesn't. He doesn't draw from for from 
any kind of if he's going to make a point he doesn't draw from Tolstoy he doesn't draw from from any kind of literature that he supposedly has been reading you he just doesn't have the intellectual capacity to be able to 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 articulate his beliefs hmm. you know conversely if you listen to a Jordan Peterson or somebody else from the NBA former NBA Royce White Royce White no matter what you think of him he's very well read it is extremely intelligent and so when he goes to make a point he's able to bring out you know literary references or you know historical references because he's a well-read person and a well-educated person lebron just falls short of that he wants everybody to think that he's that but he's not he's a fraud okay no. he's a fraud as a human being I, I like the take. I, I like the take. I, I like how passionate you are about the take. You know, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far personally to say I, he's never read a book because I don't. I just don't know. But but I think you're right in the sense that you don't hear it when he speaks. Right. It doesn't come out. It doesn't come out. There's no references to anything that he's read in the past or that he has knowledge about that he's able to incorporate with you know how he feels on a specific issue yeah. look what look with the whole daryl daryl morey incident that happened when daryl said i support hong kong and then he came out in defend lebron came out in defense of china there was nothing that he brought up uh that uh lebron james brought up about the history of china why Hong Kong belongs to China. There was no reference to it. He just said that people need to be careful of what they say because there are a lot of people who make money off uh, of, well, he didn't say it directly, but off of, you know, China and their influence in the NBA because right. of all the games that, that are aired over there. So there's never any sort of, you know, historical or cultural you know, rever uh, historical reference to anything that he says to to give his opinions context. Yeah. All right. No, I like it. I I I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. Uh, and I also think that you know LeBron. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think it's worth saying. And this also being my own opinion, I think it's people like LeBron James, who is heading the you know paving the way in the world of professional athletics that has done an exorbitant amount of damage to this United States and just by his actions and by, you know, this, this victimology that, you know, this victim oppressor I 100% agree ideology with that. that he plays into where I think he could have been a transformative figure as far as sports go, you know, some along the lines of maybe of a Muhammad Ali, but he's not that. None of these athletes are like that. Muhammad Ali didn't want to refuse to go to Vietnam and sat out for five years, the five or three, I can't remember. But it was a significant amount of time at the peak of his career. All these athletes, when they take a knee, you're not doing anything. No. You're, you're just doing a perfunctory action where you think that you're being some kind of, you know, civil rights leader, but you're not. Walk away. Walk away from your sport and protest. None of them will because it's all made up. It's all contrived. Yeah. No, I think so, too. I, 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 there's so much good that can be done, especially for the top tier ones who have the biggest followers and accounts. And, and everyone always says to me, well, aren't they entitled to their opinion? They absolutely are. 
but you're you're not they're not digging deep into the issues and thinking they're just regurgitating crap that doesn't make sense and divides things further when if you looked at it practically speaking you could you could level some truth out there with people and actually do some real good for our country which he doesn't he 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 plays the victim card he leans into all of that stuff he divides he, and he and he and, doesn't unite he's right. not a he's not a dr king he's not a gandhi he's not a jfk because those people you know it, what they did was try and unite people when you have people like lebron james there's more money in division and he sees that and that's the path that he's going down and unfortunately there are other athletes like the caper dicks and the rapinos that followed that template that he laid out yeah no a lot well a lot more a, a significant amount of them for sure for sure well one thing i want to say too and i'm not, this is not me defending him at all <clears throat> but you know for 10 years working in sports and stuff i got paid to have to work during the national anthem and the song you know like you're filming you know you gotta you gotta film the players and whatever all the different stuff you don't get to just because you have a camera on your shoulder you don't have to stand there you have to work because you're doing the broadcast which is obviously different it's totally different yeah but what I had found after – at the beginning, it was hard for me to, to get into that mode because I was so used to, like, no, I'm supposed to be standing still and representing. But it's like, no, I got a job I got to do. But then after time, it, it became a thing where if I was at a sporting event now getting paid, like I, I was paying to be there, I'd have to be like, wait, I'm <laughs> it's the national anthem. I need to do – you know, like it took me a minute to get. Now I love it. I, I, I haven't been in a long time. It's anytime my girls are somewhere we hear, we're like, oh, let's stop. Where's the flag? Let's, you know, we make a big deal out of it. He's probably just jaded to it. I've been on the court with him where he's having a conversation with another player during the National Anthem. And someone's like, shut up. It's the National Anthem. He's like, man, come on. I've seen it happen. Like, he doesn't care. He could care less what song's being played. He just knows, here's how much money I'm making at the end of the day after this game. That's all he, that's all he cares about. A narcissist. Yeah. Getting back to my original point about him being the poster child for narcissism is the fact that it was his son's game, and it was the USC's game. He's taking all the attention away from those guys and all the hard work that they put in with practice, playing, you know, and then playing this game. He's showing up as a spectator, and what has he done? He has taken the attention and the spotlight away from those guys when he has it already. Yeah. If you're running late, just wait. Right. Yeah. If you don't want, if you don't want to participate in the anthem, whatever entrance you come in, just wait. Right. But the narcissism is just oozing out of him. That's one of the reasons why I just I have no respect for him. Yeah. I have no I, I, I pretend that he doesn't exist because I just don't want to think about him. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm so over the dude. It's ridiculous. Well, some people aren't over Florida State getting snubbed from the playoff yet. <laughs> no, they're just not. They're just not. And again, <clears throat> I, I, I understand why. I, I've also shared my views on it, and I will again after this clip. But now you've got – so <laughs> it's been decided. It's happening, right? It's a done deal. But you've got Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody, who is suing the college football playoff over the SF, uh, uh, FSU snub. And, and I think it's over <clears throat> antitrust or something like that. But uh, listen to her statement that she put out, then we'll discuss. I'm Attorney General Ashley Moody at Florida State University in front of the iconic Unconquered statue. Most of you know I'm a lifelong Gator, but I'm also Florida's Attorney General, and I know injustice when I see it. 
Shockingly, what happened to the undefeated Knowles after winning the ACC championship has college football fans in Florida and across the nation wanting answers. It's justified. What's clear is the need for more information about the unprecedented decision made by a group of 13 in secret that for the first time ever left an undefeated Power Five conference champion out of the playoff. This stunning decision not only disappointed millions of fans, it cost this university and the ACC millions of dollars. The NCAA conferences and the College Football Playoff Selection Committee are subject to antitrust laws. We are launching an investigation to examine if the committee was involved in any anti-competitive conduct in its unprecedented decision. As it stands, the committee's decision reeks of partiality, picking winners in the boardroom and not on the field. So we are demanding answers, not only for FSU, but for all schools, teams, and fans of college football. We sent a subpoena to the committee demanding all communications related to the deliberations, documents showing compensation of members, and vote tallies, including who received access to those votes, who was present during the voting. We are also seeking information about software or programs used to record or tally votes. This process won't be quick, and unfortunately, we don't expect it will change this season's playoffs. But every college football program, including the 13 D1 schools in Florida, deserves to know if the committee is stacking the deck. I have faith in our antitrust division to get to the bottom of the matter and take appropriate action if warranted. In Florida, merit matters. And if it's attention they were looking for, the CFP committee certainly has our attention now. All right. Dear God. All right. So, I mean, she said it at the end there. And and here's the here's the news flash, just for anyone who's like, oh, yeah, 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 they're doing it. And if you're a Florida State fan or, or someone who's just a traditionalist, then that's, that's what you want to see happen. Nothing's going to happen. It's certainly not going to happen in time. This changes nothing. <laughs> nothing. In two weeks, just over, I wish it was sooner because I'm so freaking excited. There will be two college football playoff games, and they will involve the four teams selected by the committee, whether you like those four teams, whether you agree with who they chose or any of that stuff. But the only thing she's right about is that there was some injustice and that they're going to lose millions of dollars. There was, there was, there was money left on the table by not getting in. Absolutely. You're not going to get as much in the bowl game you're playing. But this is the this is what they did. This is how the system is now. You're getting mad at the system that's been in place for a while now. That's a shitty system, and it changes next year. Thank God. But you're getting mad at that. Like, stop it. This uh, what, all, all this does is 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 make you look dumb, in my view. It, I, I understand being mad. You should be mad. I think they made the right choice, honestly, which I know pisses people off in terms of who's better. Alabama is probably the hottest team in the country right now. But I also think FSU got screwed. Both things can be true, and they are. But trying to sue the college football playoff, who was in there, and what machines did they use? Stop it. This is ridiculous. This is, this is, he is the, the Karen of attorney generals. And it just, it makes, it makes Florida State and their football team and their football program look bad because it's like, uh, you know, we we didn't get in. That sucks. But you know what? 
mom's going to come along and sue. <laughs> right. You know? It's like, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, two little kids get into a fight and one of the parents goes, I'm going to sue you. You know, it's like, just shut up. Just shut up. You know, I, I'm dumber for watching you. Yeah. You know, I do have my issues with the NCAA. I think it's one of the most corrupt organizations on the planet. Yeah. You know, next to the WHO and FIFA and the Olympic Committee. <laughs> no, it's up there. It's broken. Yeah, it, it's a totally broken. And at this point, it, it, it's a relic. It's a worthless institution that needs to be, you know, smashed into a million pieces like the CIA and the FBI and just discarded. <laughs> I know you love when I say that. <laughs> I'm just repeating JFK. <clears throat> okay. But back, but my point being is life is life is tough, man. And there's lots of disappointments in life. And when the breaks don't go your way, you got to suck it up sometimes and just be like, you know what? This sucks. We got shafted. But you know what? That's life. You know, it, it can't be I didn't get my way, so I'm suing. And that's the road that we seem to be going down. There's always a justification for somebody not getting what they feel like they're deserved. Yeah. Whether it's race, whether it's sex, whether it's, in, in this case, you know, a hurt quarterback. Right. You know, it, it sucks. That's just that's the breaks in life. It is. No, and, and complaining and whining about it after, which, which is, are, are justified. You just need to know that there's a time for it right after it happens. We got dicked over. You did. But now understand that nothing you say or do is going to change it and move on. You got to move on. Yeah. You just do. That's, that's just, and it sucks to hear. And it's easy for you to say because your team or that team or this team's in. I, I get it. But the, the inverse would be true. It just would be. In fact, you guys getting dicked over, dicked me over, because now we have to play Alabama. <laughs> Sons of bitches. But who truly have the momentum going. <clears throat> They're the team that's playing the best football Absolutely. right now. <laughs> I see no chance in hell that we win that game. I think there's a chance, but it's not good. But it, it, but your point is the, the bigger life lesson here is this sucks. Next year, some of these things get fixed. They won't. They'll be, you know, whoever number 13 is is going to be pissed off next year. But we'll have the majority of the teams who are supposed to be in there in there. And the NCAA is a corrupt relic. It's broken. And soon it will be gone. It's not going to last long. It, well, it might be there, but it's going to be there for schools that don't make it into the big league. And, and it's, it's, it's just going to be a different system. It's only a matter of time till the NCAA does their own in season tournament, like the NBA is doing now. I, <laughs> they're going to have to do something. Cause they're about to be super irrelevant. All the big teams are going to say, what did you say? Yeah, we don't care about you. Go pound sand. We can make so much more money without you. We're doing it with you in spite of you right now. And and soon it's just going to be sit down. Here's your coloring book. Oh, and bye. Mommy's not coming home. That seems dark. <laughs> Mommy's not coming Cheery note to end the show on today, folks. <laughs> we are ending it, though. It's that time. You know what? Let me, let me just make one clarification when I talked about the CIA and the FBI. When I say Don't be it, hard on my people. That it should be destroyed. It should be scaled back. And what should be destroyed is the command level with the first 25 positions. When it comes to the field operations, as 
you know, as I know in my limited scope of things when it comes to law enforcement, and I got to think it's the same in the spy world, that the people who are actually doing the work are the people that you would like to have in charge, but they're having so much fun at what they do, and they're so good at it, that they're like th their bosses want to keep them there. And it, unfortunately, it's the ones who are just the kiss asses in the in a lot of times who aren't very good at what they do who ascend within the ranks 100 uh, percent it's, it's them or it's people who are put in there from outside right who have no experience and and that is the problem yeah and you i mean for, for we we pick on all those people all the time I, I pick on the agency less because i know it inside and out and there's some broken stuff there but a lot of the people who talk about stuff that's going supposedly going on there stop it you have no clue the amount of people who have the clearance to even know how to get into the building, <laughs> like it's you just you just don't. There are some serious issues, and the serious issues come at the leadership level, for sure. And, and they've always have with that agency, starting with Alan Dulles. Yes, there always has been. But the people on the ground doing it, I'm just telling you, the people working for them overseas doing operations, not some of the traditional case officers. Some of them are gay, but like some of the people. The, most of the people that are out there doing the real operational work are the, the greatest Americans you've ever met. And you'd be, you'll never know who they are, but you'd be privileged to get to know them. And I think it's the case with the Bureau too. There's a lot of, of them there. And you can't, you literally can't dismantle and start all the way over because the rest of the world doesn't stop. So you've got to figure out how to break it down some and fix it while still charging ahead, which is a Herculean task. It's not an easy task, but the threats don't go away, so it's that's that's the tricky part. I, I would just like to start with not spying on Americans. Yes, that'd be a, 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 a great. I agree. Again, I'm not defending them, saying they're all perfect, because the the top down issues are real and they do affect Americans. Yeah, and they do affect things. But the 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 main people who work there are are at both a lot of places are are great. Oh, it, it's it, every business. Yeah. It just is. All right, folks, we're headed out. We're headed out for the night. We appreciate you joining us. Make sure you hit that like button on the way out. Make sure you're subscribed here on Rumble uh, on the way out. Reminder, tomorrow's the last show of the season. I say the season, the holiday season. We don't do season. <laughs> to the season. <clears throat> season six in the books. In the books. <laughs> but it is the last episode of the year tomorrow. Uh, booze and banter and the last episode tomorrow. Booze and banter will be on Locals, DrewBerkless.Locals.com. Go sign up. Use promo code Drew30 to get yourself a free month then uh come on over here to rumble for the main show and then we're going to take a break next week to work on some admin stuff some changes behind the scene and the following week because christmas is crazy so christmas. Sure you've, you've got all your stuff taken care of at home and then we'll be back january 2nd that tuesday uh to start 2024 and be ripping ahead so we appreciate the hell out of you we hope you have a great night we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow be safe be smart be free